0: How much do we desire what we should really desire? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Toldos, portion in which we really meet Yaakov and Esau, Jacob and Esau, and we meet them in utero. We meet them as young men. We meet them at further stages of their life, and we find two brothers, twin brothers, that veer off in very different directions. And as we'll hopefully note, we have a hint to their veering off at a very, very early stage, even prior to their birth. But as we meet them in a text and we're really given a sense of the first descriptions of who they are, we have a contrast where the text describes Esav as the man of the field and Yaakov as Yoshev Tam, as Ishtam Yoshev O'Halim. With that sense, that that terminology of Yosheva O'Halim, the sitter, the dweller of the tents, often associated with the tents of study and the one who studies Torah. But interestingly, when the and Semenuziel, one of the very, very early, very authoritative uh, translations of the Torah into Aramaic, when he translates the Yosheh slight different nuance. And he describes it as Tava Ulfan, that he was seeking knowledge. Not just sitting in the tent, but desirous of knowledge, seeking knowledge. And in the work Yalkut Lakak they point to the fact that that expression is found one other place in the Targum, here in the more classic Targum of Onkelos, when later on in chapter 33 of Exodus, the text describes those who seek Hashem. In Exodus 33, the seekers of Hashem, the translation into the Onkelos Targum is called the Tava Ulfan, same term, of those who are desirous of knowledge. So it come in these terms, Yoshei halim and Mavakesh Hashem, the dweller of the tent and the seeker of God, share the same translation of Tavat of seeking the knowledge. And somehow there's a connectivity over there that in the seeking of knowledge is done by yoshevo halim by sitting in the tents. Yaakov was not simply in the tent, okay, kind of like, I'll listen to the class and maybe try to absorb something. But he's there desirous of knowledge and desirous of the connectivity to God through that knowledge. He's, he's desirous of God through the knowledge. The text over here in the Yaakov Le'Kah uh, quotes over that in the um, work Dastor Torah of the famed Mashgiach of the Mir Yeshiva, he describes that this trait... Of Mavakesh Hashem being a seeker of God, that's what pulls behind it all the other traits, the other successes in our learning, the mastery of the text, the capacity to make proper analysis, the discerning mind, all of the blessings that we seek when we talk about God. Give me knowledge, help me understand, help me help me properly analyze and discern. They are You start off with being being the seeker, those follow. And they bring an interesting um, anecdote, an often quoted anecdote actually, but here with some more of the detail that are sometimes referenced, that the famed uh, Rosh Hashiva of the Mir of Chaim Shmulevitz, who oversaw that very, very difficult period of time where the Mir Yeshiva had to travel uh, with his leadership uh, across Europe, across Siberia, Eventually to Kobe, Japan, and then to Shanghai, China, evading, well, initially the, the Russians and, and the Holocaust. Uh, but when Rav Chaim Shmalevich, prior to that period of time, as a young man, once visited his uncle, Rav Yafan, the Rosh Hashiva of Navardic, and he asked him, Uncle, who is the best student here? His uncle pointed to one student and said, He has the most penetrating mind. Another student he pointed to said, He Greatest diligence. Another student he pointed, he greatest recall. Numerous students he pointed to, and each was the best in a certain realm. Then he pointed to one student, then he said, But he, he is the best student in the yeshiva. So the younger, the Chaim Shavitz asked his uncle, if, if that one has the most penetrating mind, then he has the greatest recall and he's the most diligent. What makes this one the best student? And his uncle responded, this student is the Mavakesh. He is the seeker. He has the quest. He has that desire for knowledge. And knowledge meaning, again, connectivity, not just to the data and information of Torah, but the connectivity to God. That Mavakesh, that seeker, grew to be somebody known as the Slaip of the Khamenevsky, of the greatest Torah sages and most saintly personalities, of the previous century, of the 20th century, whose son, Chaim Kanievsky, is arguably the greatest Torah mind of this current generation. Being a seeker, facilitated, he may not have been the sharpest or the fastest thinker or the greatest recall, but he became somebody known for all of those because of the fact that he was a seeker. Being the Mavakesh, the quest, the thirst, yields, those wonderful outcomes. This division between Yaakov and Esav is actually highlighted in the fact that Yaakov has this quest and Esav, the man of the field, when explaining those words, the man of the field, the Targum on those words, explains that he was gevar Khan, a very unusual terminology, which in this text they describe, based on other works, that the term Nach shirchan, actually a tosos that makes reference to this term. Noach u just takes it easy, lazy, uninterested in putting in effort. Now, it's not that Esau never got out of bed. He was a hunter. But the point is, when it came to personal growth, when it came to development, when it came to knowledge, when it came to connectivity with God, not interested not effort. If it comes my way, but I'm just not putting in any effort. Noach u'batel. Laissez faire. That contrast. Noach u'batel. Ish sadeh. The function of just like constant vacation mode. Just don't, don't ever expect me to put in any ounce of effort. In total contrast to Yaakov, who is seeking the knowledge. And fascinatingly, this is hinted to in another aspect of the division between Yaakov and Esav much earlier when they're still in utero. Because over there, the text describes there's some type of agitation happening while they're still in the womb. And the Medrash describes that when Rivka would pass the academies of Torah study, Yaakov was eager to get out. And when she would pass the pagan shrines, Esav was ready to jump ship and go head over there. Now again, how literal or figurative isn't relevant to this discussion today. The point is though there's some type of message in this medrash about their different orientation and it has to be analyzed given the fact that it seems rather strange. Why would Yaakov be eager to go jump into the house of Torah study and abandon the current house of Torah study? For the medrash itself tells us that each of us in utero were taught the Torah by Amalek, an angel of God, taught us all the Torah, how does our finite brain have the capacity to absorb the infinite Word of God, because it was already once written into our psyche, while in utero we are granted that connectivity to Torah by a heavenly teacher. So if Yaakov has, again, however figurative or literal, but this concept that he's at the stage that he's being spoon-fed all of the Torah, why would he want to leave that environment and have to go struggle in the academy to absorb himself? unless that's the very point. Yaakov, his quest for knowledge, is such that, I don't just want to be granted this, I want to put in the toil, I want to put in the effort, I want to make this mind through my working at it. And that is what separates Yaakov, that's what allows him later on, to be that, Yosheba Halim, he has the attitude from the get-go, and again, how literal or not, but the point being that, he represents, that, I am eager to do what I can do to have this connectivity with the Torah through which I'll have connectivity with God. And when one has that Mavakesh sense, that desire for Torah, they're granted success. of very much not that case. But pulling this into our own world, okay, so we're well post utero, not going to be jumping to the academies at this, that stage in contrast to the angel, but we all have the ability to be a little bit more of the Oshevo Halim, the dweller of the tents. And each of us at different stages. Because even if, in fact, we value Torah, and I understand, hey, I, I want to know more and more of this, but we can have the attitude, I want to do that as an Ish Sada. I want to do that in of mode. I want to take it easy and have it all spoon-fed to me. So, hey, it's great. By definition, if you're listening to this podcast, you have made a decision to want to absorb some torrent information rather than a lot of other things you could be listening to right now. But we all have to be willing to step it up a notch. And I don't just want to have like, somebody teach me. You know, I don't want to just go to sleep and have something playing and subliminally pumping the information into my brain or my subconscious. I want to put an effort as well. And again, one effort is making the decision. to turn to Torah sources like these podcasts, but each of us have to look at, are there areas in which I could become more personally active and more personally engaged in my Torah growth? Reading articles, okay, I like the style of article, can I move it up a notch? Something a little more sophisticated, something a little bit longer, something a little deeper. Other are, are areas of Torah study? Am I simply listening in on classes? Am I trying to be engaged? Find those classes where I can be a participant? Am I reading texts that are all simple and comfortable, or is there some challenge? And definitely reach out to me. Happy to help advise, coach people on directions where we can all step it up a notch, be a little bit more of that Yoshevo know, Halim, the Tava'ufan, the Mevakesh Hashem seeking, because in so doing, we give ourselves the capacity for that blessing that comes from that and the greater attachment to it. Reach out to me at Coaching at gmail. Happy to help guide people. What could be a logical next step that isn't an insurmountable leap makes sense at whichever stage in life we are towards some more depth, profundity, attachment, absorption, and reflecting a little more of that desire to be engaged. And in so doing, as we move it up a notch, we will develop into people who have the greater display of that desire and the greater outcomes of that desire and hopefully with God's blessing be the type of people who'll be far more likely to each achieve our attack